Good evening, John Richards. It's a Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 44. We are talking about the Spanish-language horror movie called Virus 32, which you can find on Shudder. Unbelievable discussion about this. Uh, some people liked it. Most didn't. But you got to give it a listen anyways to find out what we thought about it. If you have not seen it, make sure you uh, go watch it before you listen to the review because we are going to spoil it in its entirety. want to say a huge thank you to everybody for reviewing us on Spotify, giving that five-star review. Still looking for more? Tell your friends about us. Thank you so much for the nice reviews on iTunes as well. Yeah, and the, tell us what you love and not so much about the show, and we appreciate you. So enjoy episode 44, a cut above horror review. We're going to start it right about uh, Aora. Cut my life into pieces. Buenas noches y bienvenido a Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we will be discussing the film Virus 32 from 2022. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, it's Hydroberg. Hola, como esta? Me amo Hydroberg. Sounds pretty good. Nicely done. Bien hecho. A-R-S. <laughs> Donde está el baño? <laughs> And also, what? Go ahead. Also, we've got John. Hola. How are you doing, John? ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Bien, bien, gracias. Es 10 en el noche on Mayo 2, 2022. And el baño es en el biblioteca. So that means the bathroom's in the library. It sort of does. Uh, that's that's more Spanish than I expected you guys to break out. I'm impressed. Thank you. I know a little bit more, but it's more like risque, like uh, flirtation and curse words. So yo soy muy gringo, verdad? See, <laughs> <laughs> sí, es la verdad. <laughs> <laughs> Hydroberg, your Spanish sounds like it's probably the most useful for you. So it sounds tailored <laughs> to your personal needs. So. Yeah. Nueve, nueve yorke. <laughs> Oh God! Thank okay, you, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I started this. <laughs> hey, you started it, host. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty. pretty Still good. riding that high from Jason Goes to Hell. I know that was so awesome. Yeah, a lot of so, fun, man. Uh, shout we out get, to spoils of horror. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. horror. Stephen and Leo. We got to have them back on. That was a that was a lot of fun and. uh Appreciate all the love that people downloaded that show. It was, uh, God damn, the movie sucked, but it was just so much fun to talk about. Yeah. And especially with those guys, they were really funny and um, said a lot of great stuff about it. But yeah, I heard some feedback from some listeners and friends that this was like one of their favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think people really liked Stephen and Leo and people who maybe weren't already listening to their podcast, I think maybe will become some new listeners, which they totally deserve. So definitely, they said that uh, we had a good like rapport and that we carried Stephen and Leo really well in the show. (laughs) (laughs) That last part wasn't true, but okay, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just fucking around. I know. But no, it was a great time. And those guys are awesome. I love them. I hope that they'll come back and. um, and guest with us again. So I am already speaking to Steven about future endeavors. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that for sure. John, John, you having a good week? 
I'm having a great week. Yeah, the uh, weather's been really, really nice out here in San Diego. So uh, it's going to be May. Or it is mm. going <laughs> It is. It is going to be May. A little nice. teaser for what may be coming up. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, you <laughs> tricky <laughs> dick, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know. I know. Back well, on track. I'm sorry. Well, what's going on in the horror world these days? Well, Elizabeth Moth Moss is directing moth? art moth. Elizabeth the Moth. She wants me to call her that. I don't know. She she, <laughs> she has a crush on me. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Moth Moss. <laughs> you said right. now, you, now you can't get it right. I, I can't. Uh, she directed a movie based on true events. <clears throat> you ready for this? It's called Cocaine Bear. Ah. Mm. Okay. In which a drug dealer dumps packages of cocaine into a forest. The bears obviously have one hell of a party. It's being called a <laughs> this cracks me up. Being called a character-driven thriller. Really? Right. This sounds like a wacky comedy. I hope Samuel Jackson's in it and he's like, I'm sick and tired of these goddamn coked up bears in this goddamn forest. <laughs> It's got to be Samuel Jackson. It, it is coked up bears. Okay, so if it's based on true events, okay, so a drug dealer drops or like gets rid of packages of cocaine. These bears get into it. What else is it gonna be? I mean, either a comedy. It's barely or, legal. Ooh, I love <laughs> that. That's that's what it should be called. It's actually called cocaine bear. Barely legal is better. Yeah. Wait. So what is it actually called? Cocaine bears. Co- cocaine bear. That sounds like a children's book, like a fucked up children's book. It does. Yeah. Like Once oh, upon a time, Cocaine Bear was venturing through the forest. Or why don't you go to... It was Grouchy Bear and Sleepy Bear and Cokey Bear. Whatever it was. <laughs> Isn't that a kid's story? Is like, please go to fucking sleep or something like that. Yeah, right. go the fuck to sleep. Yes, that is a real thing. Yep, I have purchased it. That's the kind of book I would read if I had kids, probably. Go to fuck to sleep. Now, yeah. end of story. <laughs> Or the I cocaine also... bear will visit you in your sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's going to be a blockbuster right there. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't Elizabeth know. With moth, as I like to call her, I did. Sorry, that does not sound interesting. I mean, it. it well, uh... I think it sounds very interesting, but it doesn't sound like a thriller. It sounds like a, like a rom com. No, it sounds like a Gonzo fucking like wacky ride. All right, so bears, they're pretty fast, right? Imagine being chased by one who's high on coke. That's thrilling. <laughs> it's going to run like a cheetah. <laughs> Holy shit. Climb a tree in like 2.5 seconds. It can jump higher than freaking Ant-Man or whatever. It's like, boing. You're or it just has like an existential crisis and starts like thinking about weird shit. And overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> and verbalizing every like paranoid cleaning is opposite like what if cocaine had the opposite effect on bears and it just <laughs> put them into hibernation during summertime or something like that yeah that'd be a well thing. i guess we'll find out when we watch the movie we're reviewing oh, yeah, it. we gotta cover it <laughs> when is it coming out do we know uh february 23rd of 2023 oh so that's a long way off. she's directing you said she yeah she's directing it okay did she write it didn't say there wasn't a whole lot of synopsis with it <laughs> it, it was just more my girl Elizabeth Moth, uh, Moth, as people know her. But yeah, she's people know her. 
for the lady. Only people Paul, that really know Elizabeth her call her that. Yeah, Elizabeth Moff is my girl. Um, on happier news, Joe Bob kicked off his fourth season this past Friday, 1969's classic Night of the Living Dead, which I think is a dope way to kick off any season. Yeah. And then this um, arthrosophagus. Yeah, something like that. It's got some other names, too, I think. Yeah, it, it's an 80s movie, uh, it, it, Italian movie. Yeah. I started watching it and I fell asleep. I had I got a phone call while we were watching and I had to take it. So I didn't I missed the second show. Okay. Mm. I, I, I went to bed right before the second one started, but I did hear him saying that the reason it was chosen was that uh that was the very first film that he ever reviewed for his yep. column in whatever paper it was. I want to say like the Dallas Star Chronicle or something like that. Yeah, it, and he went to a drive-in for it. So it kind of tied into his show and how he got his start. So it was pretty uh, it's pretty sentimental, I guess. Yes, I I didn't see the whole thing, so don't spoil it. Ben Gooley, uh was a guest. Yep. And his old um, co-host, um, I forgot her name. One of his old co-hosts. I didn't see the actual. Premiere. Like the old male girl, right? Yeah, one of the old male girls showed up. Okay. That's cool. I, I only yeah. saw the last hour of Night of the Living Dead. I, it was a little late when I tuned in, but I saw from like 11 to 12. So That's I saw a little a bit of Svengoolie and I saw the end of the movie. So oh, nice. It's all right. So check it out. He's coming up back out uh, next Friday, uh, 9 p.m. Your guys' time, Eastern and 6 p.m. Mine. So looking yeah, forward to it's that. fun. It's fun to hear him break into the movies and give some background info and behind the scenes stuff, sometimes an interview. And also, if you listen to Straight Chillin', you can um, join their watch parties. And that's always a really good time, too, to just chat with the gang while you're watching. Oh, the yeah. Film. Make some new Super friends. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, super fun. I, and I post this or post this to you guys before we actually got onto the podcast. Uh, James Wan has kind of had this streak of terribleness, so I wanted to add <laughs> him to the <laughs> to the hall of shame of where like we got to mention James Wan throughout the show or at least once throughout the show, like we do. I'm going to give Rob Zombie. There we go. Hi, Jerberg. Way to hit it out of the park. So I set that softball up for you. Um, <sighs> This is so unnecessary, John. That's what that's called. (laughs) Exactly right. So I don't think this uh, sequel is necessary, but he is producing. Fuck. uh, The Nun 2. The Nun. Watch that. The Nun. It's a spinoff. No, I didn't. Conjuring. I heard it was so bad that I did not bother with it, which makes me think that Nun 2 is just going to be abysmal. I, I saw it for free and I forgot what streaming service i saw it on but i did not finish it it was so oh, was bad. bad it was Whoa. so bad i listened to the uh straight chilling guys review it and they trashed the shit out of it. Hated <laughs> it. unanimously yeah they, they mm. came down pretty hard on it yeah so, so james wan is producing none two uh coming out late 2023 michael chavez is directing the movie so you know how much interest i have in that movie uh, none bro <laughs> None. None. Oh, wow. Well That's done. a good one. Well done, none. I did think that she was a cool sort of cameo like uh, on in The Conjuring 2, even though that movie was a little bloated with extra fucking like villains. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the slinky man or whatever it is you called him last week because the bendy man is on that one also. But uh, like her scenes in that film in the painting that she's from, like, they were pretty fucking creepy. Like they, there's definitely some good scares in that movie from her, but not enough to make a whole film about her. Like it's too no. much. No, 
I gotta say though, I actually do enjoy the conjuring too. I think most people hate yeah, it, but too. I really enjoy it actually. The spin-offs are not so good. I, I I think maybe I enjoyed one of the Annabelle movies. Mm. Um, the nun, like I said, I mean the nun, I started watching, I couldn't finish it. So I couldn't give an honest review. Maybe it got better at the end. I don't know. There's definitely diminishing returns with those those uh added movies. Yeah, Bingo. And, and they're coming yeah. out with the slinky man, so yeah, it's just too much. But that's it. That's all the news. <laughs> oh, it just said it. Okay. Gumby, you said he was last week. I'm Gumby. <laughs> We're just going to use that joke two weeks in a row. Uh, John. Yes. Let's start talking about Virus 32. There, Would you care to explain yourself? There's really no rhyme or reason. You know, I, I think because that we, all three of us have kind of limited schedules. When I see a new movie, I just kind of... My instinct is to go, okay, let's let's take a look at it and review it, you know, because I I think people have interest in newer movies, maybe that they haven't heard of, you know, because Shudder mm-hmm. is not 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 completely accessible to everybody, but I think it's one of those streaming services that are are very inexpensive that that produce really, yeah. really good content all the time. And for me, uh I, not seeing it at all, there was a good return on this one without you know, giving my complete review about it. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good segue into fucks or sucks. Mm-hmm. So you want to just get right into that and tell us Certainly. what you think? I'm not a big fan of the subgenre of uh, zombie movies. I, I, I think that they've been overdone. And I think a lot of people feel that way that, that, that the subgenre subgenre of zombies, man, it's just way too overblown until something different comes out um i.e train to busan which we may end up reviewing and I, I won't talk about it but there's something different about that movie that a different vibe that that you go yeah okay i really enjoyed that um i think this movie did the same thing you know with a lower budget uh comes out on shutter it's not a big release i i'm at jacqueline in in all seriousness i'm just gonna give it a straight up fuck i think it was a a really fun watch Okay. All right. Duly noted. Hyderberg, what do you think? Fuck or suck? So uh, for me, I'm going to have to say that this film is just, it comes in just below a flaccid fuck. Uh, Like I wanted to fuck, but it went limp a little bit on me. Went a little bit limp on you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens. It happens. I don't know if it was performance anxiety or whatever, but sometimes it happens if you just have a little too much to drink. It's, you know. Happens to everybody. It happens to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Happens to all guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about you, Jacqueline? How are you feeling? Well, John, at the end of last week's show, when you said that you were choosing another Shutter original, I'll admit that I like rolled my eyes and I was like, oh no, <sighs> this is going to suck. I just kind of made like a prejudgment. Um, after watching it, I have to say that I was pretty much right (laughs) (laughs) i i'm not gonna go so far as to say that it sucks i have to say i'm a little bit on the fence it i feel like there's the potential for you to talk me into a frigid fuck where it neither fucks nor sucks but it's it's entirely possible that it could kind of land in the in the suck zone as our pal dusty would say Mm -hmm. so 
that's that's where I'm hovering right now. I'm in the so, same spot, really. Like we'll see. Not a really strong like, recommend from us, huh? <laughs> Except mm, me. No. Well, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Maybe you'll sway me to the to the the medium zone. We'll see. That's fair. Uh, you do have some trivia on this, right? Nope. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I could not. I I found the the budget. That's about the closest. Jacqueline, to why don't you just get. while we review it, make shit up and sprinkle it along inside. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Well, the main actress was like going through a breakup at the time. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, we're uh... that sucks almost <laughs> as much as the movie. Here's here's a spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to be talking about Virus 32 2022, which you can find on Shutter in, in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, come back to find out what we thought about it. All right, cool. Hyderberg, did you have time to write a reach around for this? I did. All right. Summarize that plot in a good, healthy reach around. I'm going to try and make it last only 32 seconds. <laughs> <clears throat> that was funny. A zombie flick with a different spin. These ghouls right here forgot how to swim. Filled with rage, they kill on a whim. Fight for your lives and strive till the end. A mother and daughter fight to survive. Their love and their bond will keep them alive. They help a strange man and his ill wife and save his unborn from taking a knife. In the end of the world, they deliver new life. It's father filled with nothing but strife. From having to kill his infected wife, a mother's love for her daughter is what we do witness. Iris and Tata must escape from the quickness with the quickness. Or they will have to get down with the sickness. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was hoping that's where you're going with those last three lines. <laughs> yeah. I think I put that up on my Instagram. when We did the uh, live video before we started recording. Cool. Cool. Get, you get did down. not disappoint. I totally wrote my rhyme right after I saw that, John. Oh, did you really? No, I'm mm. just okay. I'm not that talented. Uh, okay. So, so I want to mention something that, that really <clears throat> caught my eye was the cinematography and yes. how smooth it was. And the colors, uh, just the use of color and depth. And I like the darkness and the reds and the lights, like the neons. I thought they were really well done. I thought the transitions were beautiful. Uh-huh. I, thought, I thought, you know, even at the beginning of that shot of the canary getting the blanket taken off the cage. And then it goes going, out. Yeah. Coming out from that and going from uh, apartment to apartment. You know, this movie had a vibe of. I was trying to think of the two movies because there were two movies that really stuck out to me. And one was 28 Days Later. The other yes. one was um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, uh, 2004, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yes. I was going to say maybe Wreck. Yeah, a little bit. That too, a, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of POV type. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the difference of the zombie movie was it was more, it leaned more into what uh, 28 Days Later did. It was more of a rage. Mm-hmm. Than a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they didn't eat anybody. They just wanted to, right. kill. you know, yeah. tapping, tapping into your most animalistic instinct of, of you're so angry at somebody. You just, yeah. You know, you, you feel, you look at somebody or somebody cuts you it's off in traffic and, or, or taking too long in the line at the grocery store. I, was, I just want to kill this motherfucker. And that's what they do. And then they calm down. And the whole thing was, is I was like virus 32 and I wrote down the number 32 quite a bit. I thought, you know, a really weak part of the movie was that they figured out the 32 seconds or, or Luis, is that, is that the dad's name? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had figured out that they can drown and then mm-hmm. it could be a nice little twist at the end. Why is that a weakness to you that they figured out the 32 second thing? 
because that that allows them to use it to their advantage. It's true, but I mean, they don't it, figure it out, then it doesn't matter, right? It was very early in in, in the uh, movie that um, what was it? Iris, our our main character, the mom, had figured that out. Um, you know, I, what was I, the point I, of I, it? Besides a plot device, like they kill and then have to stand still for. 32 seconds. See, that's that's one of my complaints is that like, that's I, not explained. No, and... I, I, my interpretation of it was guilt. However, you still have that animalistic. Me, yeah, okay. That, that would be that interesting was, if they delved into that a little bit. It would be, but but the thing was is like like I, I think the first guy that you saw that had broken into, I, I guess it was like a almost like a YMCA or something like that. That mm-hmm. was run down and decrepit and stuff because they had so many pools and stuff like that. So I, I got the vibe that it was just you know, her job was to be a security guard for this, you know, rundown abandoned building, I guess. Well, yeah, like 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 a, um, you know, just a recreation center or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought the 32 seconds was. And I wish we had trivia on it and I should have looked it up, but it just felt like it was just more of a guilt thing that that you do this, that you act on your animalistic instincts to do this because they didn't do it. They didn't eat anybody. So that no, was a, that, to death. Yeah, it was not it, it was a completely different take on what you think of a zombie. You know, let you, me go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I, I just thought it was different of any other zombie movie where they eat somebody or let me piggyback on your your guilt theory. Okay. Is I they don't explain it really, but the the uh markings on their hands, it's on like both hands. I was wondering if that was supposed to be like a religious thing, sort of like the markings on Jesus to say like stigmata sort of, hmm. you know, like so the infected, it was like maybe the end of the world. And this was like Judgment Day. And like the people that had that some, you know, somehow that they were chosen like that for to become those the infected or something like that. the reason that they had those circles in their hands just seemed odd to me. They're almost like the nails through Jesus's hands, you know, and then like the fact that maybe they pause from their guilt or something could be a connective tissue to that i don't the movie doesn't explain any of it to be honest so yeah the only one of my complaints the only really background you get on it is maybe like a little uh a subtext of a um a very faint audio radio thing from a transistor radio that if you're looking real close or talking about you know this this uh epidemic is happening which i i I thought kind of ties into what's going on right now you know people are angry about having to stay obviously like you know, maybe it was just a social commentary on what's going on right now. People like, are so angry that, that they want to get out and do stuff. And the unborn child isn't innocent, right? Because it's unborn. Right. So it wasn't infected, even though its mother was. Okay. You know? So there could be a chance that maybe there was some kind of through line between religion and it's just not really like described in the, you know, it's not, it, they don't hand it to us in the, the film. That's one of my critiques is like, we never really see the outside world enough or what's happening with the virus. It just happens. And we get a small little slice of it with these characters. And that's it. I feel, I, I feel differently about that. I think that you got a little bit at the beginning that there was a, you know, the, the beautiful shots of like, like a street. drone shot. Yeah. That was so, yeah, it was really cool. Awesome. And it pans up and then there's like one pume, plume of smoke coming up like like one building's on fire like it's happening far far away mm-hmm. they show the same shot or, or similar shot where multiple things are on fire and you know you, you can't get away from this thing you know the, the the fact that 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 zombie guy gets up out of the pool he's he's allegedly drowns but he gets up and gets out of the pool a while later yeah absolutely maybe it's 32 minutes 
Yeah. <laughs> Might have been. 32, 32 laps hours. in the pool. Two laps. And then they reanimate. Uh, I got shown to the dead vibes too with that drone shot where like she's heading to work with her daughter, but yeah. like all this other shit's going on around them. They're not noticing it yet. They're yeah, like, yeah. Da, da, da. That <laughs> shot right there particularly was like like the remake of Donna the Dead. You it know, was where, right. Where, where, where like like she's driving out and things are exploding behind her as she's yeah. driving away. So I don't know. Go ahead, Jacqueline. What what you guys were saying about not showing much of the outside world or just a little bit, kind of at the beginning and a little at the end. Um. I, I felt like that was limiting and I wished that we could have seen more of the world mm-hmm. around these characters and like the environment that they were in and, and all that. But then if I, I was like, if I'm trying to be generous to, to the film, you could say like, oh, well, it maybe doing that leaves us in a similar position to the protagonist where we only know as much as the yeah. characters know and they don't know why the zombies stop moving. For, I'm going to say... You know, I'm going to say zombies throughout this episode, even though they're not really zombies, but I'm just going to say it for the sake of ease. But we don't say um, Zed, the Zed word. We don't say the Zed word. (laughs) Or because forever. You've got got red on you. Um, (laughs) But like, I think a generous interpretation of that would be like, well, you know, maybe that's to make us kind of feel like we're in the dark, like the characters, like we don't know why they stop moving for 32 seconds. We just know that they do. And we better like, like she better move, you know, that makes sense because this is sort of like, like I said, it's like a slice of life sort of, of <clears throat> what's going on with the zombie. And we're, 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 we're focusing on uh, Iris, right. As a mom who's like, you know, hasn't, she's, there's issues with her and her ex or who, whatever they are, they, they, they're very affectionate towards each other still. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're taking care of this uh, co-parenting with the, their their daughter. And you find out that they they lost, you know, a child years ago. Nico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nico. And um, like Iris is like, obviously, like the father, I forgot the father's name, but he's obviously taking care of Tata the, the most, it seems. And like Iris is sort of like, you know, she likes to party or whatever. And she hasn't really come into that role of motherhood. But like this film sort of shows her sort of lean into that. Like she has no choice, right? Like all she's left with is Tata and she cares so much about it. She's separated from her. And it's just, I do think that their relationship, they built it on pretty, pretty early on. And I do feel like it, it seems mostly genuine and, you know, it's complicated, but I feel like it does service the film pretty well. And that's probably why we only focus on them mainly. It's just about their story in this apocalypse. And we don't really get, you know, a, a full picture unfortunately which we kind of we kind of want because we're like oh this world is sort of cool the 32 second rule and then can't swim but like they never really delve into that a little bit i feel like the film could have benefited maybe off having another 15 or 20 minutes or so if done properly you know yeah i actually agree with you hydroberg um and the but so the relationship between iris and tata it's like Honestly, I've, I found it a little hard to take because, as you said, she doesn't really have a choice but, mm. to, to, but to look out for her daughter here. And prior to that need arising, she seems like a really shitty mom. Like, yeah, she seems totally uninvolved. That. It sounds like she never spends any time with her daughter. I, I mean, it sounds like it's been a really long time since she last saw her and that the dad almost kind of has to, like, make her do it and um she's coping is that his name yeah Yeah. so i mean honestly it just 
it was almost a little, I mean, okay. So of course any mother is going to be concerned about her daughter's safety and all that, but it's like, you know, it takes a certain, well, maybe I better not say that, but it's just when she's like so emotional about her daughter and so worried, it's like, well, if you love her that much, then like you should have been there for her more before this. I mean, like, why wait until there's like a life or death emergency? It's like this child has no reason to feel love or trust really for the yeah. mother. Well, that's where I disagree because it's because Nico has yeah. to play in the water. Okay. Like, like drowned. And you find that out later in the movie. I think, I think Iris was so disconnected and, and so, probably in her own grief. This is how she dealt with it. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I thought the character development at the beginning of the movie was really well done. I did too. It wasn't bad at all. You know that you, that you picked up that Iris again, for lack of a better term was a piece of shit mom, you know, and just, it was more concerned about like what she's doing in her life because she's smoking cigarettes. She's drinking alcohol before she actually goes to work, which is, you know, is unbelievable. Com- almost completely forgetting that her daughter was going to be there. Cause is uh, her friend, uh, what was it? Uh, it was Nikki, her roommate, said, oh, your your child's here. <laughs> Comes upstairs and it's just like, oh, hey, I thought we were supposed to do this. Oh, honey, I, I have to I have to go to work. Why, why don't you come to work with mom and find out where I work? You know, I thought the development there was great because I kind of set up like, like you don't know who Iris is yet, but you find out throughout the movie, you know, I mean, you wanted a little ex- extra disposition of who she was later in the movie, but you get that, you know, you get this vision that, that uh, Tata has, you know, when, when um, Iris tells her, okay, think about something that makes you happy. You know, if you're scared, think about something that makes you happy. And then you see this vision before, before uh, Iris gets the shit beat out of her of, of shooting like the main zombie guy or the, the first zombie guy that you see, right in the head with a staple gun, which I don't know how that's going to kill somebody, but industrial staples. <laughs> that's unreal. They're like carpet staples. Yeah. But pushed she, really hard. She has this vision of a happy family on the beach, sunny, you know, this nice hazy kind of blue, beautiful shot of, of her family. And she's able to do that, you know, before her mom dies, you know, which I, I believe that. is a real memory too. It's like that, that was Iris when she was a caring mother. Like yeah. she did care at some point, but she, she was broken after Nico died. She was coping in the wrong way, but that's and she had a co-parent to, to lean on. Right. So she, that, she put most of the, right. That's yeah. the development you got at the beginning of the movie from that. Yeah. And I thought yeah. I did a yeah. decent job with that. Well, I, I agree that it was decent, but i I wish that there was a little bit more cause it feels very quick. Yeah. To me, it feels like, oh, she's a party girl, wild child. Okay. And, you know, like kind of a piece of shit mom, as you said. And then now we're going to be in this situation where she's thrown together with a daughter and they have to like save their lives. So it just felt very quick, almost as though they were leaning on a cliche, like Mm. this cliched, you know, well, like well-trodden story where, oh, I have a tragedy in my past and now I have to like bond with my daughter, like, you know, Maybe stop mourning can- those who are gone and focus on those who are living. And right, but true. the problem, but I think the main problem with that is that she doesn't really undergo much of a transformation throughout the movie. I, I would argue that she doesn't really have much of an arc. Like at the end, she still feels guilty about it, and Javi has to tell her like it well, was. She sacrifices herself. Yeah, but I mean, that's not. I don't know if that 
is enough to constitute a character arc. No, I'm, I'm yeah, there's some uh, growth. And she takes feels, the... It just feels like leaning on cliches mm. a lot without like a whole lot of substance. I disagree. I, I, I thought that the way she was set up was this mom that separated herself from her daughter to become more of a friend, you know, because she's having so much fun with her talking about, you know, the smoke bombs and stuff like that, showing the pictures and, you know, cursing and all that kind of stuff. I thought there was a character arc. I think, you know, that, that Iris went through this whole, like she's going through a completely different tragedy, you know, rather than her son. And then it became more about her daughter. Like, like when she was looking at the security camera, she's just like, run, honey, run, honey, because that, that one lady was trying to get in and the lock wasn't locked completely because she had told her, hey, put a lock on there, lock it up, stay in there. And then she went to go hide. So, so Iris felt kind of relieved. Yeah. That, that, that she felt like, okay, okay, she's safe. Just hide there. I'm coming for you. And then ended up meeting uh, Luis, you know? Mm-hmm. So there were some fucked up scenes in this movie. Oh my god! It was like that poor fucking cat. They that killed a bird the and a cat in the room, and that guy just grabs it and smashes it against the ground. <laughs> Holy shit! And the bird. I will say too, like once the action starts, like this is a fast paced film. Like it's, I will give it that, and that might be why we sort of skip over some of that character growth or arc that we we kind of do crave because I don't think these characters are shitty. I think they're decent. And I would have kind of liked to spend a little bit more time with them I agree or, with or learn a little bit more about this world or the virus. Like there's a little bit left that's like not in this film. I feel like it could have benefited. It could have pushed it a little bit higher at, in my rating. Maybe in my I small agree. brain. Yeah. Maybe in my small brain is that that I picked up on that. I didn't need any more you know, explanation of who these people were. You know, I did see Iris as. You know, a mom that had disconnected from her family, from her husband, from her daughter that was still alive because of this tragedy. I saw her become a mom that was, you know, really brave. There were a lot of times when when her and Tata actually came back into contact with each other. You know, she's pushing Tata behind her and just really trying to protect her and say, listen, honey, this is what you have to do. You know, all of a sudden, you know, coming out of this funk of of losing a son at Uh such a young age that that she you know, she had this realism of, of like, I got to be a mom again. I got to do everything to protect my nest, my, do, my children. If they just spent a little bit more time on screen, maybe together, that would have done it for me. Cause they're not really on screen that long. Like we they're separated for a while for a good chunk of the film, which is part of like the, dr- the drama, right? It's like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. She, is she going to get back to her daughter? And then there's that scene where we think Tata's died, which oh I thought God. that was gut wrenching to me. Like I believed it for a minute there. I was like, Holy shit. Like, I was sitting there with my hands on my head, go, uh, on my head going, I'm like, are they going to do this? God. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they showed a, it was the little girl. It was they, a child in there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they showed a uh, like part of the uh, closed circuit camera of the security camera of a guy and a girl walking a little girl coming in and yeah. this guy's holding this little girl, but it happened to be that little girl that was on the closed circuit camera, not her daughter, Tata. And it was like heartbreaking. And the camera shot of that again was beautifully done because she just like, she's so overcome with grief and the, the way the camera came up with her. I love that camera shot. She by broke the way. down in like, like slow-mo. Yeah. Right. Where it's sideways and it comes up uh-huh. with her and it's like, yeah, no, it was really shot. good. And she's walking towards and she grabs the gun. And we and she, haven't seen yet what she sees. Yeah. And she grabs the gun, puts it up against her chin, but then all of a sudden she sees this red light and she's like, Oh wait, hold on a second. 
there's something going on here. So she follows the red lights and ends up finding her. Well, she realizes that someone's come through these doorways and hasn't activated like those. Remember, she showed her like only I can get through here. Mm-hmm. So she realizes mm-hmm. like, oh, nobody's gone past this or whatever, I believe. Right. That's the green light meant that yeah. somebody that it's locked. The red light means that somebody got through without authorization. So that's what Tata did. Like Jacqueline, I thought of you when that scene happened, too, because I was just like, is she going to be able to watch this? Like if that was Tata because the film seemed like it's a foreign film, too. Sometimes they'll go there. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad you asked, because similar to how Soju has his code on the Straight Chillin podcast where he automatically adds a half a point to his score if uh, Yabos happened to make an appearance in the film. I've decided that I am also going to implement my own personal code, mm-hmm. which is I will deduct a point automatically if there is a dead child in a film, because as you guys know, that is the one thing I do not want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And this film, if you think about it, we have a dead baby boy, which we have to we have to spend a lot of time thinking about and dealing with. So that was really not fun. So I'm deducting a point for that. Well, that's part of the story, though. We don't. See I know, but that. I have to. Well, but we see the little like... baby boy. So the the reason for this, I hate this. I hate when that happens in films because it makes me really fucking sad, mm-hmm. and I can't help but imagine my little babies like you know happy and laughing on the beach and you know see their little toes in the sand and then they're dead so like i don't that's the one thing i do not want to see in a movie so her son has died and yes it counts because we have to hear about how he drowned we hear about it a few times and we see the flashback where his little baby toes are in the sand and we know that he drowned which is horrible Mm. so that's Spoiler, that's going to be like a one point deduction in my score. Um, we have we, we have a newborn baby who almost oh dies. God. Almost. So, I thought they were going to go there. That I, I, did too. I thought she was going to crush his that head. Close. <clears throat> yeah. So that's already playing on my heartstrings. Like I'm I'm prepared to like be really upset again. Mm-hmm. And then we have a scene where a child actually does die. So that's sad. It's not the child that we thought it was, but we're led to believe for several minutes that this is the main child in the movie, the the only surviving child of the protagonist. And we have to watch her totally break down, believing that her second child is dead. And so that's almost as bad. I mean, I I think that's like equally as bad as the child actually dying. So there's like a lot of dead kids or almost dead kids in this movie. And that's that's. That's a, to its detriment in my I like dogs. But when a film kills a dog, I'm not going to take points off of it. Just for, unless it's gratuitous. She has her own code. Well, I'm going to. This I got is, it. A, yeah, a woman's got to have a code. A woman's got to have a code. <laughs> that I'm t- you guys know this by now. This what about is the one thing? What about I we equal that point, though, for having a pregnant woman in a zombie film who has an uninfected baby and they deliver it on screen like it's pretty cool. Except the baby looked fake as hell when it was first born. That was bad. That was bad. It was like literally not in the room. Like it was like they were carrying nothing. It was like a green screen. Yeah. You could tell. And then when they show the baby when she's holding it, it looks more real. Yeah, that, that was a hard scene for me to watch. Jacqueline, I, I, I thought agree. they were gonna do it. Your code, I, I totally agree with. Thank you, John. Um, I, I, I thought it. I thought it was totally unnecessary to show a burning child. However, I thought the shot was done. <clears throat> brilliantly because it went silent and the scream and the look on her face the actress did such a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. that it it you felt 
every single heartbreak that she was going through right at that moment where it was like, Oh my God. And then you had zero hope. You thought the movie was going to end right there that, you know, you saw that you saw the zombies kind of running through like in the shadows and yeah. then mm-hmm. she put that, 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 that magnum like right up against her chin. And then she happens to look over and sees, sees a rat walking through and you know, there's a light. It's like, wait, that wasn't supposed to be open. There were no bullets in that gun anyway. <laughs> but still i mean at at the moment you thought i, know, I know. You believe you believed it yeah, yeah i agree with you john i think that was a very good performance by her i i think that the acting overall was decent in this movie and i think the lead actress did a, a good job in, in her role so i have no qualms about the the acting performances whatsoever and she did make me feel you know what what the movie wanted me to feel throughout the film so John, what did you think about the the cat in comparison to the cat from Let the Right One In? Let the Right One In was because that was all CGI. <laughs> yeah, I guess this cat was only CGI or or practical. Maybe it was just practical gore effects when they smashed it. Yeah, I think what they did was is they took a like a, a stuffed cat and just yeah. Like the way, like he kept doing, and he beat the shit out of that cat. He, did. he, he sure did. I, I, he was laying the smack. Of- I mean, I'm not a cat guy, but I don't think I would beat the shit out of it. I just thought it was, it, it, it was cool that that there was no rhyme or reason of who they attacked. You know what I mean? No, they killed the rats too. Yeah, exactly. And that was actually kind of a brilliant kind of idea for the movie because um iris and tata went into i guess it was like a, a like a kitchen or something like that and all mm-hmm. the rats had gathered because they were all afraid uh she lit that piece of cloth on fire and all the rats came running out because they didn't want to get burnt and then the zombies attacked them and that's when yeah, that was really smart on her part yeah the 32 seconds had started and then you know this whole tension thing built and you know uh the, one of the zombies grabbed tata by the hand and and, and uh, iris put the gun against his head and Click, click, click. Oh, no. Bang against the head. And then they ran. And then there was this beautiful slow-mo shot, uh, you know, again, of them running and then all these zombies coming out, like the horde of zombies. And I'm actually particular to fast zombies because they scare me more, like in 28 Days Later, where where they just run after you and you're like, holy shit, I got to book it now. John, I I agree with you, actually. I know it's a hot hot topic um you know slow versus fast zombies and i enjoy both i think they're scary they're both scary for different reasons but i think fast zombies are scarier yeah because they add to the horde i mean and it's just like like any movie that you see like that 28 days later uh what was uh world war z with brad pitt Mm -hmm. they're fast and they climb on each other and they're just they don't care they're just trying to get to their victim yeah and i also thought it was scary that they don't eat people they just do it to get out their rage and then they yeah. pause for 32 seconds. And I thought that was a very interesting take on the zombie subgenre. And it felt like, okay, they're just rageful. The one thing I could have had a little more explanation to was what was the virus? What, what caused this? You know, Why did they have markings on their hands. Yeah. But you didn't get that. You got a little, uh, you know, blurb from the radio, that transistor radio saying, you know, uh, yeah, things are breaking out here. There's some sort of epidemic going on, you know, which ties into what we're going in through now again, that it's, you know, um, and then ties into rage of, of how you interpret this movie of, you know, people want to get out. They want to, 
vent their frustrations and they want to get toilet paper like we get it <laughs> exactly well, i don't know i mean i think what? that's giving it a lot of credit i mean I, any zombie movie that comes it out now i mean be. you could say it's a pandemic movie and like i don't know i don't know i mean most people aren't really staying at home anymore most people are going well, about their normal lives to to for the most right. part and that was my interpretation of it you know it could be just that commentary maybe maybe the director did that and if we had a little more trivia maybe that's the explanation to it but you know when they get out let's run free and vent our frustrations and that's how they do it. that's how i interpreted it i i didn't look too much i didn't look at it more anal, uh, analytically of like well no this is exactly what it's saying i just thought it, it felt it felt very um, you know, uh, uh, to what's going on right now, you know, the acting was good. The cinematography was good and it just felt, you know, it, it felt topical like of the moment. Yeah, it really did. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, now that, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe you're right. I mean, people do seem to be pretty ragey these days, even though we're, you know, most people are, yeah, but nobody talks about politics at all in this film. I feel like that wasn't really representative. I don't think it is a political film. I mean, because no, I'm just saying that's what people art. tend to get ragey about nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Politics. But like, yeah, I mean, people just in general, like I've been reading articles about um, road rage being way up these days, just that people are still kind of like people have not really dealt with their frustration and grief and anxiety over the pandemic. And so there's kind of like a delayed effect almost. Yeah, I can see that. So like people, there's like a lot more road rage. There's a lot more alcoholism and just sort of like bad coping techniques happening. So I don't know, maybe, maybe you could read this that way. I, and that's I, I rescind some of my dismiss dismissiveness. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I felt about it be, because it was, you don't know exactly where the pandemic came from. You know, you could say this country or this country, but it spread so quickly throughout the world, you know, and everybody shut down like that. I thought an interesting shot was at the beginning with that, with the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, what do they call those things? The drone, the drone shot of, you know, the, the mother yeah. and the daughter running around, but then the, people are getting chased, you know, and they're so oblivious to what's going mm-hmm. on at the moment. Cause they're just trying to get to work. They're racing. They're having a little bit of fun. Mom's trying to get to work, but you know, somebody's getting chased down and getting beaten down by somebody. And you don't know exactly what's going on. And you're so oblivious to what's happening from the block next to you that, I thought it was interesting. I I kind of love that. And that just kind of got me into the movie. And like you said, Heidelberg, it, it just was kind of nonstop at the beginning. You know, from- yeah, no, it's a breakneck pace. The, uh, the film, it has a really good pace to it. I feel like. I, I actually felt a little bit differently. I felt like a lot of the scenes went on way too long because I feel like there's just not that much meat. In no, this movie. And so I think that, a lot of the scenes just go on way too long. Like the scene where she's sort of like prowling around the uh, locker room mm-hmm. and like trying not to be seen by the zombies. I mean, that went on for like 10 minutes and it's just her like kind of wandering around the locker room and like peeping around the corner and then somebody's there. So she goes back and then she kind of goes the other way. And then and that goes on and on and on and on forever. And like, I agree with on. that, but, but, but I kind of love the way that was set up because every time they would pan, it's set up for a jump scare. And it didn't mm-hmm. happen. And then it set up again. I thought they. Yeah, over- no, it was great, but it just like it yeah. stayed it, like stayed too long at the party. I thought. Yeah. And I thought they it overstayed as well. Yeah, the empty pool, like the Olympic-sized pool where they mm-hmm. threw the smoke bombs, that mm-hmm. was really long. 
You know, they could have had like that smoke bomb idea too. Like, what what were we trying to achieve there? I I don't know. I thought like trying to obscure the the ability of the zombies to see and your own ability to see the fucking zombies. Like what? And then find an exit. The the guy Luis is like, oh, we're going this way. How the fuck do you know which way to go, bro? All I see is orange. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he like she's the one who works there, not him. Why does she carry those with her? By the way. She's a raver. Like, what, what are we doing? Oh, I, I, they kind of set it up at the she beginning. She had pink, purple hair. So I guess well, she, that was she, like what they, she does. She's a party girl now that yeah, she, she's a party she's, girl. So they she's so carefree that she's trying to deal with her own grief. You know, orange she, smoke bombs. Yeah, she was showing Tata. You know, after my parents passed away, I lit off a bunch of smoke bombs. That's yeah. that helped me feel better. Yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's that's what they told us to do with the support group for people yeah. with dead parents. I did mm-hmm. think another really effective or dead scene, kids, whatever, like, like going back to that smoke bomb scene in the pool. I thought a f- very effective scene was when the other zombie girl comes up with a knife and getting ready yeah. to cut the baby out. She did sensed you- the baby and the other zombie kind of told her like, yo, I have a baby in me. Like yeah, kill this thing. Yeah. If you need to get your rage out. Is that what you think it was? The, the mom was they were communicated. Yeah. That, I you think the mom so- was like trying to get her to kill yeah. the baby. Like it was like, the they, there was like, yeah. Yeah, the mom had calmed down when when that lady. The mom was trying to scratch her own stomach open when the dad found her infected. Luis Luis had explained that, that, you know, I thought she was going to be okay. I thought she was just having kind of a rage moment. And then I saw the marks on her hand and she tried to. The infected lady with the knife comes over and then I like stops for a minute and she's like checking her out. And then like mom sort of like like motions to her like towards her stomach and then she that's when she leans in and smells it and like well the, the yeah i thought she had put her her ear against the, yeah. the belly to hear the heartbeat you realized oh shit there's something in there alive we can and kill then it pulls out the knife and then all of a sudden uh iris goes no don't do that i see i do like that iris stood up and and got involved like yeah. and i do think the smoke bomb scene I although a little dumb visually it was a cool scene like it looked cool, it looked good you know? yeah it did. i just so thought like i'm, that I'm moment, sure that's like, the <laughs> Uh, I think it was like something for the filmmaker to achieve. It just was to the detriment of the characters. Now, what did you think of the Luis character? Because he kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, I thought he was interesting, but we didn't spend a lot of time. I felt like we could have spent a little bit more time with him before he disappears. I really like that character. But with the baby. I I thought he was he was he said something to because he had he, he put uh, Iris on the ground and choked her. And he, and he said, if you ever threaten my family like that again, I will kill you. Like, yeah. and your daughter like, yeah yeah i'll kill anybody that gets in the way basically of my family uh, of my family yeah. yeah so so it was a caring father so i kind of i thought he had the most depth as a character that you know he wants to save his wife because he did say you know maybe it's a temporary thing maybe she just needs to get this out of her system and it'll go away in a couple of days or which i didn't see coming it's like oh my wife's you know with the ambulance or whatever and you know, she's pregnant or whatever. And then he, you get there and she's infected. He truly believed that she was going to come out of this. You know, I, I think as an audience, well, you're like, I, I don't know if he really believed it. I think he like wanted to believe it. Yeah. And whatever it was, you know, a false sense of hope. He, he had that because he, he was really adamant about her having the baby. And, and the one thing is, is when that baby was delivered, he unrestrained one of her arms and it's just like, okay, she has 32 seconds. And, <laughs> You know, and Iris is sitting there like timing. It's like, oh, you've got 15 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. You know, Luis, we got to go. You know, <laughs> this is yeah. going to happen again. And it does. You know, that was the one thing where you think, okay, what's well, going to happen? No, it's not. Oh, shit. It is going to happen. No, it's not. 
Yeah. One thing I like about Luis, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's a, a good character. I, I really like him. I think he's actually maybe more of a complex character than Iris is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how we're introduced to Luis so because I. Iris is being attacked by a zombie and you think like, oh, she's going to get like torn apart. But then someone or something rips the zombie off her and you don't know, like, is this a human who has somehow like stumbled into the this building or is this another zombie who like fighting wants for the kill? To, yeah. Wants to, yeah, exactly. Fighting for the kill. That's what I took and it she, as. And she books it. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, which one is it? She books it. She's not like waiting around to find out. And it's only a couple minutes later that we find out the answer mm-hmm. to that and that it happens to be Luis. But so I thought that was a good little kind of like slate of hand a little bit that you don't mm-hmm. quite know which way it is, but it almost doesn't matter. She's like, I just got to get the fuck out of here. Um, so, and there's a couple moments like that in the movie where it's like, oh, you're not sure why this happens, or, but it, but then it pulls like a little trick on you. Um, like towards the end when they're running for the car and they're stapling the sheets around the windows so that they can't be seen. And then the zombies like make it out and they're like tearing the sheets open and you're like, oh no, they're a goner, you know, but then they're not actually in there. There's a and stick in there. Like, down the manhole. Yeah, yeah, they, they went down. Stuck a, what, what what did they stick it? It was like a toilet plunger or something. Something, yeah, just to run the gas to keep yeah. the yeah to keep the gas running. But meanwhile, they've escaped down a manhole, and uh, so there's smart. a couple little good, clever moments like that that I like. Irish was actually pretty smart. She wasn't like a damsel, you know. And like, it's nice to see in a film where like a character actually does takes like some initiative and does something smart. That's not like unrealistic or like you know like oh my god, we're just gonna stay in this room and you know try and survive. Like she did some, she fought. She had ideas. Uh, she was, you know, she was smart under pressure. And I like that, like with the rats and the fire, like, yeah, it's nice to see I wasn't like screaming at my TV. Like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought a really good shot. I'm going back to what you said, Jacqueline, when we first uh, meet Luis is um, they're getting chased and Luis knocks the zombie into the water. And then I love that underwater shot where yeah. the, like the, the zombies kind of like, like swimming mm-hmm. after him. And he looks at her underwater and points at it, points at it. And just, it's like, wait a second, wait a second, watch, watch. And then it just floats. And then they came back up and like that, like to me that like, I felt, I felt my breath escaping, like going, Oh damn, man, being underwater that long, just watching somebody die. Like as you're hyperventilating, hyperventilating, yeah. you want to get a breath, but you just got to calm down for a second and then it dies. Yeah, and then it pops back up at the end of the movie. Iris had really good breath uh, holding skills from all the raves she's been to, though. So she's pretty good. <laughs> we smoked a lot of cigarettes and weed. Yeah. But what did, what do we think about that whole water hook? Uh, like, I don't know. The, the the film doesn't necessarily like rely on it too much. I feel like we could have used that a little bit more in the film. Like there could have been more scenes that used the water. I thought she like tried to lure them to no, no, no. Here's the thing: is I thought it was very brilliantly done. It was because it was mentioned, and you you remember it. That's one of the main things you remember: is oh, water will make them drown. Yeah, but it's such a major thing at the end. Like she's gonna escape on the the boat, and then we find out, like, oh, they can after 32 minutes in the water, they they come back to life. Exactly right. I but I thought that was really great because that was kind of dumb. You had this sense of okay. Because uh, Luis and Tata, or um, I'm not Luis, uh, I'm sorry, Iris and Tata got out and they see, it's almost like that that 
riding into the sunset thing where it's like, ooh, all the lights out, you know, sense of relief. Boat. I had oh, no sense that they were going to survive whatsoever, though, because then you saw like, to be honest, fight. like I thought she was fucking dead. That zombie bashes the shit out of her. Right. To the point, like, like fucking curb stomps her. Like, I thought they were going to show her face and her skull was cracked open. And yeah. then she's just sort of like, she fucked just, like, up. sits up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just sort of like, oh, come on. That zombie she, like, like, that scene made it bit. seem like she was dead. Yeah, this is that, that was, was kind of that was really like that. unrealistic. Um, but I was yeah. up, I was also like, I was hurt, though, because I'm like, man, your fucking daughter's supposed to survive now with this newborn. Like, she's a child. Like, what is she going to yeah. fucking do? So I was relieved that she wasn't dead at the same time. Like the scene made it look like she was. They gave a lot of moments. Of Which one is it? Yeah. yeah. That you got kind of relieved from. That yeah. Like, with like, oh, no, death. Oh, no. you know, like death. when Tata picked up the the, the freaking the baby being gun. crushed. Yeah. And it's or, or, or the staple gun. You thought. Oh God, this guy's gonna get up because it's past 32 seconds, and then all of a sudden, boom, and then mom's okay. They take the baby. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. like that ending just it didn't also, like it didn't it didn't work for me because a like you said, Hydraberg, after the beating that we saw her get, I really don't think she would just like sit up and then get up and limp away. I mean and have the like, strength to pry fucking metal bars apart so they could reach no, the baby. No. If they no. were holding if they had continuity to this movie, if if she would have died, that's when the rage was over, right? And then Tata would have had 32 seconds. You know, she's not fake dying. You know, this this guy beat the shit more out of a cat. Well no, I guess they beat he beat the shit more out of Iris. He beat her pretty like, like stomp, stomping her head. And yeah, the hitting around was fine. Like I believe that she could have survived that. But then when he was bashing her on the ground, like it, like, I thought she was holding dead. on to the side. The of noises her. we were hearing, it yeah, sounded like, you know, crushing, crushing, and crunching. Yeah, and it's yeah, that was. And a then real- I also don't believe that that Tata could kill the zombie with a staple gun. Like I mean, I your skull is staple. thick. Your skull is thick. Like okay, it might bleed. It can you know, head wound bleeds, but. That's not going to destroy its brain. I don't think that would kill maybe anybody. a nail gun. If she put, yeah, if she put a staple in and then hit it with a hammer, like then I'd fucking believe it or something. But like, one you staple, follow through. no. I mean, if that's all one it takes to kill what? somebody, then like Chevy Chase should have been dead, you know, in the first vacation movie. <laughs> well done. That was a nice reference, Jacqueline. Thank you. I I did like the very end. I liked the camera shot of. Okay, so things aren't okay. They're not getting away. You know, you saw the boats on fire and you saw boats leaving and there didn't seem like there was any other boat available to get off of wherever they were. And then we find out the water's not safe, but it really, I mean, it is in the sense like no fucking zombies going to swim out there. Yeah, I mean, you see the well, zombies swim don't very they well. swim in Land of the Dead? Don't they start swimming in Land of the Dead? We don't know oh. that. They, they show up. Oh, in Land of the Dead. Yeah, they just walk through the water. Yeah. I forgot that movie. That movie sucks. That movie's great. I think I think no, it has some value. They to talk it. I don't think too. It's I, just, I don't really. That's because they're evolving. Guns. They're evolving. Whatever. I'm just not into that whole part of the zombie lore. Evolving zombies. They don't well, evolve. They fucking become more decrepit as their bodies erode. No, but they they gain skills and intelligence. I ha- <clears throat> I did like that. This they podcast have- is now about Land of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I did like these. These zombies still had a sense of self, of knowing how to open doors. Yeah. However, they were rageful. I mean, it, 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 they didn't have to explain that to me. You know, it wasn't like they were mindless. No, like I mean, that yeah, was obviously a dog guy. Like a, yeah, it honestly didn't seem like really a zombie movie. This really kind of seemed like a horror movie about like a whole bunch of abusive ex boyfriends or something. Like they can, they're just like people. 
No, yeah, virus. They're really not zombies in any way. They're just like angry people. So, I mean, this could be like, you know, the Republican National Committee convention or whatever it is. I mean, it just seems like a room full of angry people. The opinions of Jacqueline are well, those of a kind maybe of- they're uh, sinners, and that's why they're they have the stigmata, and that's why they turn into infected. Who knows? I mean, that's I think that's giving a lot of, a lot of credit. No, that's reaching. I, it's 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 reaching, it's like but I'm not is- gonna I'm not gonna tear it down. Like, what was the point of the markings on the hands? I, this, my mind went there. At least I started thinking. I think stigmata is the best possible explanation. If yeah. it, if it's going to have an explanation, I'm just not convinced that it actually does. Yeah, that's the problem I had. It's just you have no explanation where the virus came from. You know, and the, and the water was you, holy you got, water. Yeah, that's you. They, kind of, yeah. Hmm? they could have burned. However, hmm. they got back up. Yeah, from that water, they were reborn. That's why. Yeah, maybe. Still a zombie. <laughs> the so power it's an Easter movie is what you're you. saying. It's an it's an Easter movie. Yeah, it's right? a it's a sneaky Easter movie. <laughs> We're just a couple <laughs> weeks late on that. Oh dang it! We'll rotate it next year. We'll re-review it. No, we won't. Right on Easter Sunday. <laughs> oh Lord! I, I don't know. I, I I I had fun with this movie. I actually did. I was entertained. Jacqueline, I can understand you being a mom of of why this movie bothered you in multiple. That was a good one, by the way, Hedgeberg. Yikes. Uh, I didn't think you could hear that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That that rumbled through loud and clear. Thank you. Really? I kept my mouth shut. Well, Excuse we're leaving me. that one on. <laughs> you leave it all on. I don't care. All you folks at home can enjoy the gaseous eruptions of Hedgeberg. <laughs> this is a Hedgeberg. I wouldn't call that an eruption. This is the Hedgeberg belch. It was a subterranean <laughs> eruption. It was a Hedgeberg. Hedgeberg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I uh, okay. I I don't know. Jacqueline, you're right. <laughs> oh, you cracked her. You cracked her. You did. <laughs> oh, she boy. was drinking milk right now. It's coming out of her nose. <laughs> you, you just... I'm sorry. I'm still recovering from my burp. Move on. Keep talking. I'm just no, gonna recover it, over. No, no, no. I'm keeping this going. Instead how about when we tell a corny joke? I, I figured out how to work it in. When we co- tell a corny joke, you can have a sound effect that goes one, 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 like James Wan. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and instead of a reach around, we could do the hydro burp of the week. <laughs> well, that'd be a lot easier for me to do. I, I wouldn't even have <laughs> to really do anything. One syllable. Yeah, so so hydro burp, how do you feel about this movie? <laughs> I just, I'll just get a, a Barney uh, <laughs> from The Simpsons. <laughs> Sound it sucks, it's a burp. If you think it sucks, it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this movie is a little bit of a wet fart, but it's not a total wet fart. <laughs> oh, we cracked her, dude. Lost <laughs> we cracked her. <laughs> wet fart because it's based around water, the whole water thing. Nope, she's still thinking about the fart thing <laughs> and the burp. No, I, I really do think that this movie has a lot going for it. And I want to like it more, but it feels like it's missing some things for me in order to give it like a really positive review to get it in like the six or seven range. Right. And I think and, you're I think you're right. Heidelberg. And, and seriously, I, I'm I'm right. I, I don't want to give my review, but yeah, to give it a higher score, there needed. And Jacqueline, you said it before. There needed to be a little more meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or, Burp in the belch, you know what it, I mean? Ew, okay. I <laughs> let's leave that alone. Uh yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think there's like some decent bones here, but like not much 
flesh on it. I, I want it to be more fleshed out. And it's it just feels a little sparse to me. Um, I, w- I want there to be more to it. Um, I do want to say one positive thing, though. One scene that I really liked that we kind of touched on earlier, but I want to like talk more about it. The scene where they're in the <clears throat> hallway and the zombies are all kind of like frozen and they're not moving. And Iris is finally reunited with Tata and they have to like get through the hallway in 32 seconds. I thought that was really tense because they're kind of yeah. tiptoeing around these zombies, trying not to touch them. She's still watching them to make sure that like, oh, they, they look like they could come back to life any second. They're starting to reanimate. <clears throat> yeah. And like one of them grabs her hand. Um, and then and as soon as they get through there, right as they all start coming back to life, they have to like book it through the gymnasium and they have like what looks like hundreds of zombies chasing them. And it looks like the smoke bomb would have been fucking useful. That would have been behind you. Yeah, exactly. Book it forward. Although I have to say, like, if that were me, I would have been dead instantly because trying to get any one of my kids to like rush at anything (laughs) or like rush anywhere is never going to happen. Like there could be I mean, there could be like a zombie chasing us and I could be like, come on. And they'd all be just like wandering around looking at a leaf or something. So, I mean, just (laughs) that would in real life that would never work. But um, but that was a scary scene. I thought it was like there was a lot of tension to it. That was like where that was the point at which I felt the most tense in the movie um, when she's trying to get through that hallway. And then when they're running through the gymnasium and there's just like so many chasing them, it felt hopeless. Like, oh, they can't get away from that. And the fact that they are yeah. fast too, you know, to add to that, it's just the, the, the way that they're like, okay, they're trying to maneuver and they're catching yeah. up to them. So, I mean, if those were like shambling zombies, it's like, whatever, I can, I can run away from that, but these were super fast. Yeah. So um, that was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Did you guys like the take on the zombie subgenre? Like how different it kind of was rather than eating somebody. It was just more taking out your rage. And then it, it was, I, like- uh, I mean, we've seen that before, but, I did like this take on it. I just wish, like Jacqueline said, it was a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah. I mean, it didn't feel particularly new. It felt like a retread of 28 Days Later. So I don't even say it was that new. Yeah. So the 32 second thing is the only thing that makes it different. But again, it feels like so specific. It feels like it's just a very deliberate plot device. Mm -hmm. And but there's not like any reason for it. And it's so specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why are there 32 seconds? Why 32 seconds? seconds? Why, why yeah. not 35 I mean, just, or 30? It's just so, I mean, it would be scarier if it were like they kind of. Why not 69 pow- seconds? Or like if it weren't uniform. I mean, if they all just kind of powered down for a short period of time, but you can't anticipate when. Depending they on size and stature. Yeah. Like, sort or of. Something. Like, bigger guys like, maybe only have a little it. bit of time and women maybe have less time or something like weird. Yeah. Well, it's, well I think it's scary if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're trying to get through the hallway and you don't know how much time you have, so I would like to see dangerous. some kids infected. Do we see any? We saw we saw <laughs> kids put in danger and a kid a child's death, but we didn't see any actual zombies like infected kids. I don't think so. I don't remember seeing any. So I feel like this film, I feel like this film at certain times builds up a moment where you think they're gonna go for something like that will make you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you won't even enjoy watching. You might. Like Jacqueline, she might discredit the movie and say it's, you know, it's a bad thing. But like they, I thought they were going to kill the baby for a minute, which I don't want to see. But at the same time, like I will give them I'll give a film credit for doing something crazy. Like I thought they were going to kill Tata for a minute. I thought she was dead. And I was like, holy shit. And then uh, Iris. Was the last? Oh, I thought they I thought Iris died. And then they they, they, they kind of just 
they don't go for that either. Like there's several times where I feel like at least if they went with the Iris one, I don't like none of them would have made me feel good, but I would have at least respected the storytelling to, to go for it. Cause you're teasing it anyway. So you're using it as a device to, to um, get a, get an emotion out of us, elicit an emotion out of us as a viewer, but then mm-hmm. he didn't deliver. You back and, out. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't necessarily want to see that, but I would respect you if you went for it anyway. Yeah, and the dead ki- the the dead kid thing is just my personal thing no, that I, I don't get that. like, but I like, like but like objectively speaking, yeah, like I like it when movies go for shit yeah. that is kind of taboo or that you don't you think they're not gonna do. Just if this film ended with Tata having to take care of that baby on her own, like that would be this movie's a bummer anyway, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Even though they get out, like I don't think they survive really. But no. the moms beat the shit. And they're carrying a newborn baby. Like it's going to be all the boats are on fire. So yeah, all the boats are on fire and, and, and and the zombies have floaties so that we're good. You know, like (laughs) you're not going to survive. It's not looking good. No, yeah, but I'm just like, I feel like had you had that ending where like you have a child now taking care of a baby, like that would have been depressing as fuck, but I would have respected the shit out of that ending Mm. and let her be the survivor. And then like, you know, because either way you're leaving it up to interpretation. Like we're like, well, we don't know what happens. Like, Maybe they get on a boat like it was a pretty long way just to get to the boats like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and shit's hitting the fan. We don't know how bad it is out there because they haven't really given us a glimpse of the outside world. Not even like a news report on the TV or anything. Really, Yeah, that's that's a good point. And so it means that you don't really know what the stakes are, right? Yeah, exactly. See, it didn't bother me. I mean, it it just gave you that false sense of hope when you see the sunset or the sunrise, you know, the sun coming up and it's just like, oh, everything's good. And then they do that pan up shot of you know, the drone of just everything's on fire and it's got that ominous music in the background. So I, that didn't bother me as much. I, I was bothered by Iris surviving, you know, yeah, it, I just think these are things that could have added to please, the film a little bit for me. I didn't want it to happen, but please go for it. I mean, it's, yeah. just, you know, Tata could have, you know, killed the zombie. Mom would have been dead, grabbed the little child. I, and, and it was kind of ridiculous to me that the bar was moved out of the way. You know, you're in front of this, this gate or this bar that, that can't move. And then they, they have enough strength to like bend the bar and get the child out, which was, you know, okay. Happy ending. Everything. Well, I, I wasn't expecting that anyway, because I thought like a newborn baby could have fit between those bars. I don't know. That's, that's what they were going like, to Newborn babies are really tiny. Cause when you saw the CG baby, that thing was all thin and it weird looked, looking. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, it looked long. It looked like, yeah, tall, it looked like a tall really baby. weird. Yeah. But yeah, babies are like touched on babies too. newborn babies. I don't know if you've guys ever held yeah. one, but they're like a lot smaller than you think they're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like in every movie where some kid where like a baby is born, they're always using like three month old babies. They're like nine month old baby. Not real. They're they're not like well, you got a healthy baby boy. Why does he got a mustache already? <laughs> <laughs> He's working on his taxes. But yes, I mean, yeah, I, I thought I could have just passed through the bars. I don't even think that was necessary to begin with to bend those bars. But. Or like even if, if Iris died and like Luis wasn't injured enough to die, and like Tata ends up having to go away with the newborn and Luis and you know Iris says take care of my daughter and Luis is like you know stuck in this situation where now he's taking care of somebody somebody else's kid but he seemed like a good enough dad or guy that you would have you know mm-hmm. entrusted him, him. In, in that situation you know mm-hmm. and that would have been an interesting take on the end like they're survived but now she's it's a mix-up of the group you know I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't have that trope of of when somebody was attacked and actually survived um they became one of the zombies they actually just yeah. died you know they 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 died from their injuries like they're so yeah. severe that they died 
you know, like uh, with Javi, the husband and uh, Luis, they just died. They, they didn't get up. And well, all, all of a sudden, but then that begs the question, like, how does the virus spread? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my problem with the movie is that how, how does this happen? That's what makes me think it's biblical possibly. It's just like a, so it's like end of the world event. Yeah. Like maybe a sinner or something. Okay. Well, that's I don't interesting. Know. That's the only thing I took from that weird marking thing. Like, what was the point of even talking about that? But then it's like, if, if was people are going to be infected follow? because they've like uh, earned it karmically or something like that, well, then we should be shown that like the yeah. pregnant mother, like you would expect a flashback. You know, a pregnant mother is like a, you know, a pure vessel. It's supposed to, <laughs> like, well, if she's going to be infected, then I want to know what she did that she deserved to be infected like that. Like yeah. if that's, she if was that's even more of a shittier mother than, Iris was maybe, yeah, and then Iris survives and doesn't. Yeah, get maybe she so, actually cheated on on Luis or something like that. You know, they so, showed but that that's of, the thing, like, of having a, an affair or something like that. So, like, if that's the answer, and if that's like why people yeah. are infected, then we should be shown that. I agree. Anyway, all right. Anything else you guys want to get to the point here? No, I think I think we. Yeah, I think we got down death. with the sickness. <laughs> get up! No, get down with the sickness. What, John. Uh, uh, you want to give your rating first, please? I, I do. And I know you guys have a lot more to say about it, but I actually really, really love the cinematography of this movie. I thought it, I thought it looked really brilliant. I didn't have any problems with it at all. The cut, the color saturation looked really good. Yeah. Um, there were some really, really effective scenes throughout the movie, you know, i.e. the, the child burning in the boiler. You did think it was Tata, even though it wasn't, you still think back to it, you know, as a human being, you go, Damn, that was still a kid, though, because mm-hmm. you found out that it was a, a, a probably a father and his daughter that still got pushed into that. Uh, the baby being born, you kind of thought that there was maybe going to be a little shift that the, the mother was rageful about giving birth to the baby and would be OK. And oh, no, because she brought he brought the box with, for the pigeon because he actually understood that there was a 32 seconds of rage because that's why he brought the live pigeon in the box. Um. When she actually grabbed the baby, she got out of the restraints. You thought the baby was going to die. And you're like, oh, my God. No, didn't happen. Um, you thought Iris was going to die after, like, the curb stomp. Like you said, Hydrobrung, he just, like, the, the way that went down and the look of it. And I, again, it's like the cinematography of that of that scene. It was, like, was blurred. so beautiful. I mean, it, and 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 effective and and heartbreaking because tata has her hands over her ears and it's just like in slow motion and it's it's very echoey but she still kind of hears what's going on and you know what this guy is doing or you think he's doing um it didn't follow through i didn't have any problem with the very end you know of like this it, it it was very different of they walk out to a sunrise and they're like, Oh, everything's good. And then, you know, the, the, the drone shot of everything on fire, you know, they didn't, not everything was good. Um, I can't pinpoint exactly what would have made this better. You know, maybe a little more explanation of what the virus was, um, you know, maybe a little more heartbreak, maybe, maybe what they did in train to Busan, which without spoiling it, um, could have made this a lot better. But I, I still think this is an entertaining movie. I think people are going to get some enjoyment out of it or, or be heartbroken by it. So I'm going to actually give this. I'm going to give it 5.5 out of 10 curb stomps. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of anything else. 
No, that's good. No, that's a good one. It could have been that's dead cats. Dead cats. I think that's a reasonable. I think that's a reasonable score. Five point five noodle babies out of ten. Yeah. Oh, noodle babies. Oh my lord. Thing looked like a little wet noodle. Oh, it boy. did. <laughs> All right, Hyderberg. You want to go next? Sure. Hold on, I'm just writing my curb stomps in. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I will say I'll preface. Um, even though like my <clears throat> my review, you know, my sucks or fucks was was negative. I still think that this is a recommend, like John said. Like, I would say watch it. I mean, it's only an hour and a half. Like, it's a Shutter original. It's, like, worth checking out. If you like the genre, sub, the, the subgenre of zombies or infected, it's, like, it does something different enough. I feel like it's worth watching. Um, so, like, I, I think there's some genuine tense moments in this film. Um, they, they're not played necessarily... Um, you know, just to get emotion out of you, but they are a little bit like, you know, they trick you in a, a couple of times thinking something bad happened and then they don't really go for it, which I wish they did a little bit uh, because some of those scenes are set up so well. Like when you, when I thought Tata had died, it hit me. I, I believed it. I was like, holy shit. I read the room and I was like, man, they, they, they set this scene up. Like she's going to find her daughter again. And you think everything's okay. And then now they're going to, they're going to twist it and she's actually dead. And then, like, what are we doing now? What's Iris going to do now? So they didn't go for it there, but the scene itself was still pretty beautiful. Um, there was a great use of gore in this film. It wasn't overly used, but I feel like it's um, when it was used, it was pretty good, mostly practical. I didn't see a lot of CG, like, bullet wounds or anything like that. There wasn't a lot of gunfire anyway. So uh, I like that um, for the most part. I thought the infected looked pretty good. You know, they're not zombies, so they're not the Kang. There, wasn't a, there was mostly blood coming out of their eyes and stuff. Um, like you said, John, I think this film is a, it's a beauty to look at, uh, the lighting and the use of color is very impressive. The saturation, the, uh, the camera work is really well done. It's obviously a small budget, but they, they used it really well. Um, and whoever's behind the lens was definitely, you know, they knew what they were doing. Uh, it's a single setting film for the most part, but it was an interesting enough setting. So a warehouse sort of YMCA, whatever the hell it was like, it was dingy looking and there's enough different rooms to it that I felt uh, like there was a lot of variety to the set pieces enough that, you know, it kept me on my on edge. You know, the pacing of the film also, I thought was really impressive. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a breakneck uh, pace movie. I think the family dynamic between Iris and Tata was a really nice touch. And I thought it led some heart to the film. Which, um, you know, a good zombie film, I feel like that's important to a good um, zombie survival film is like we've seen them enough. But if they have enough character development or enough, you know, likable characters and some heart to them, that tends to make the film more memorable. A la Train to Busan. You know, that's part of what we like about that film. Because um, you need those stakes, right? You've seen people die so many times in these films and then you need you need some kind of stakes to feel connected to these characters. And I did feel that for the most part with this film. Um, uh, for me, the story just never really went anywhere, though. You know, it was all in the one location. Yeah. Which was, you know, positive at the same time as a negative, because we re never really got the sense of what was going on in the outside world or like what the virus was. I don't need a clear cut explanation, but give me a little something. Give me some breadcrumbs. Give me something. Give me a glimpse of the outside world so I know what they're going out there into. Like, how big is this virus? Or like, I don't know, maybe a news report like, oh, it's spreading in New York or it's in London. Like, I don't know. Just tell me what's going on a little bit. How does Buddy know so much? Luis know so much about the virus? You know what I mean? Like, 
he seems to be an exposition kind of dump guy, you know, like that's what he does for you. But he's a really well-made character. So you don't really you don't see through him. He's not that transparent, but, you know, he sort of does dump on you a little bit. The zombies can't swim. It's kind of a cool idea at first, but it just turns like they can when they're submerged long enough. Like, what is that about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's not the greatest twist. Like they're planning to get on a boat. It's just not going to work after after that. I don't know. It's like kind of a bummer. Like there really is no out. I get it. Like it's a it's a horrible world they're in. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, also, I just think the, the film itself, there's not a there's not a ton of levity at all. Um, there could have been a little bit, but I get like maybe that's this just not what that film's going for. I just the past couple of films we've done besides Jason Goes to Hell have not have much levity at all in them. So maybe I'm just like look, I'm reaching for some in some of these films. Um, I thought the pr- protagonists they survive in the end, but it doesn't seem like they will for very long. Mm-mm. You know, Iris was beat to shit, and Tata seems she's mighty young to survive on her own with a baby. So it's like, what are the chances they survive? Probably not that good. I don't know. It's a little bit of a bummer. Um, like I said, the film had a really fast pace. And to me, maybe could have just benefited from having like another 15 minutes of like development with the characters or the world or, or the virus. Like any one of those things, just a little bit more of each could have helped me. I don't know, connect a little bit more with this film, because like I said, I don't dislike this film that much, but I am going to come down a little low. So with that said, I'm going to give virus 32, 3.5 out of 10 curb stomps. 3.5 out of 10 yeah. curb stomps. Jacqueline, you know you're going to come in really low, right? Make make it a four. Four? Okay. Yeah, make it a four. Okay. Well, we there got- is enough. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of low, but like the film just didn't leave me so satisfied. There And there's and there's a lot in this film that I did like. So it kind of makes being dissatisfied a little bit more, like kind of hurt a little bit more because you're like, damn, I really, I, I wanted to like this film. You know, it's I wanted disappointing. to fuck it. I want to fuck this film. It just didn't want to fuck me back. Right. I, I'll tell you this is that it, I don't think I can rewatch this film again. I, exactly. I don't think I can. I, it's just, I've seen it. I know what happens. I think it's a couple scenes will stick out to me, but I think it's mostly forgettable, but semi enjoyable to watch if you just watch it one time. But if you tell me the people that made this film have something new coming out, I'll check that out. I would too. Because I do think. This is a well-made film. I'm curious about you, Jacqueline. So let's get into your review. Well, Hyderberg, I think one of your critiques really says a whole lot. You said, oh, if there was just a little bit more time to, uh, you know, help us understand or flesh out more the world they're living in or the yeah. virus or the characters. Well, that's kind of like everything. The in whole the movie. film, yeah. yeah so, like... <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of important things to be lacking. Um, and so now I, I, I'm not going to totally shit on it because I do think that there are a lot of things that it does well um, that kind of made me hopeful for it. As I already mentioned, I think the acting performances were very good. Um, I agree with you guys that I really like the setting because it provides a lot of variety within this one enclosed location. It's not just like one room, which Mm -hmm. I think would be very fatiguing to have to just kind of be like staring at the same, you know, space the whole time, but it gives them space to move. It gives them opportunities to change their environment. It gives them opportunities to hide in random places and, you know, come up against unexpected things. And so I think the setting really works. Um, the color palette might be a little like 
fatiguing and sort of like samey all the time but eh, you know what are you gonna do um I something we didn't mention I actually really like the music in this movie mm-hmm. I thought it was like appropriately dramatic and there's one scene it might have been the hallway scene I don't remember but um there's one scene where it like kind of breaks out into this like kind of rock drum beat and then there's like the electric guitars coming over it, and then there's like a little synth on top of that and it kind of makes me think of like the movie demons or something but it kind of was a little bit of a throwback you know feel to it and and I really liked that it was like really like set a good mood um but even aside from that scene I think it matched the mood appropriately and kind of helped get me emotionally into it all the way throughout um I love the fast zombies I thought they were scary and I mean if your zombies aren't scary like you're just fucked from the get-go so they did a good job making that scary even though they didn't really seem like zombies they just seemed like you know angry people which so it didn't even have to be like a supernatural or a virus movie could have just been like you know somebody's ex-boyfriends or whatever but (laughs) um yeah let's see what else um i agree with you guys about the cinematography i think there were some really artistic and creative things going on with the camera work that i think kind of told us that this was a a skillful filmmaker which made me expect more from the storytelling I feel like whenever I don't like a movie that's always my problem I don't like the storytelling the storytelling falls down and so that's that's the case here so I it was it was disappointing um because I think it had a lot of potential but yeah Hyderberg the world is not really fleshed out the virus we don't really know much about and the characters as I mentioned before I feel like they rely a little bit too much on cliche, especially with Iris's character. And I think Hyderberg, you made a great point earlier, which is that we don't see the mother and daughter together very much. And if we had had more of that, I think we would care more or I would care more um, about that relationship and be more convinced of the closeness of the relationship. But like I pointed out before, it's not really a close relationship. I mean, yes, there's like an automatic bond, that's kind mm-hmm. of like a default just between mother and child. But in terms of like an actual relational dynamic, there's not much of one because they, they're not really in each other's lives. And so it just feels a little like, oh, you know, you know of course you care, but like, you know, could you have cared before, please? You know, and I get why, you know, she's suffering from grief and this tragedy that took place. And this is her way of dealing with it to detach Right. I get that. But it's just a little we don't spend enough time with her before the the virus starts to like really be kind of immersed in her world and feel some of her like deliberate detachment. I, I could have done with more of that. Um, there's 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 not much new going on here, as I mentioned before. I mean, I don't feel like this really brings anything new to the table. Um, the only thing that distinguishes it at all is the 32 second thing. But what about the swimming? They can swim. So, But yeah, I, I, I kind of liked that twist. It wasn't like mind-blowing, but I, I, <laughs> I dug the twist that they do actually come back, that they're not actually totally dead. Because um, I, I like that it's a bleak ending. I actually do like that, um, how you think they're getting out to the boat and they're going to be safe, but then they're really not because you find out they can swim. So their idea of what's going to be a safe harbor is not um but the kind of pre-ending ending ending where with the curb stomping and then the and then 
Iris just kind of sits up and she's kind of like, oh, I'm hurt, but she's mostly fine. Not believable and just not, I think it's just kind of a mess. Um, yeah. So, I mean, John, you, you kind of almost got me to at least the kind of no man's land of like being exactly halfway, but then I have to live by my code. And I got to deduct that point for, I, and I think it's generous of me to only deduct one point for a dead kid because that's the only one that I really had to mourn was the baby. And that's the worst, um, the, the, the one-year-old, you know, baby, what's his name? Nico, the son yes, who died. Nico, because yeah. he has the same name as me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hydra, Hydra Nico. Uh, so Hydra I'm going to deduct a point for that and I'm going to come in at a four out of 10 curb stomps. <sighs> there, there's good stuff in this movie, but just not enough of it. And it has the thing I hate most. So four yeah. out of 10. And you guys, you guys actually, you know, more talking about it because <laughs> obviously you would not watch it again. Would you no. recommend somebody see it? I, mm. I wouldn't overly recommend it, but I'd say if you want to check it out, if you really like the subgenre of zombies, maybe you could do worse. I don't know. I, you could do worse. I, I, it would depend. I would tailor my recommendation to the person I was talking to. And yeah. if I knew they had a high tolerance for stuff, that's not great, but they just want to watch something and have fun. I would say, all right, give it a try. But somebody who might be a little more picky, I would not recommend it to them. And yeah. I will, I would never watch this movie again. I will not remember much about it in two weeks time. Sure. This was actually the prequel. It's called the uh, boat to Busan. I think <laughs> that's where they were headed next on the boat. <laughs> and they got on the train. Then they went to the peninsula. Yeah. We don't mm. talk about that. So. All right. We won't. All right. So we have that's to it. review it. And we don't All have right. any trivia. I don't I I did some searching and I did not find any trivia. I was looking for like interviews and stuff and I just didn't really find much. The only things I really found were that the budget was about 1.5 million. So, there's that. You know, small budget. It's not a micro budget, but it's it's well, you small. Could, yeah, you could tell. I mean, and it, um and that's fine. Like I don't hold that against it. Like I um I think I think that they did well with the budget that they had and I thought their practical effects were pretty good really the only complaint I have about like that that I guess would have been affected by budget is the the CGI baby yeah it didn't look weird though because like the CGI baby was so cheesy looking but then when they switched the mom holding the baby it's just entirely looking different looking baby it looked like either a was real or Mm. it was at least like a like a fake baby Mm, I, Why didn't they I mean, just use the fake baby to begin with? Because you could tell they were holding nothing when the when the baby was born. It was like a fake. <laughs> there was nothing there. Yeah, it looked yeah. weightless. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I still didn't think it looked great, but it was better than the you know it the looked, full body yeah. shot that when it was yeah. born. But um, yeah, so budget was one point five million. I I looked up the scores on Rotten Tomatoes just for laughs, and I was absolutely astounded. That critics gave it 94% and Not audiences, many, I think yeah. there were 17 reviews, Whoa, give or take. That's high. Yeah. That's really 94 high. and 77% of audience reviews were positive. So apparently like, they don't have a problem with, with child deaths. Uh, I guess uh, not. I kind of looked at the reviews on Shutter because they give the skulls out of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most was, people were saying like a two and a half or three, which is kind of lies where we are. Or yeah. I'm 
and you saw some lower ones for sure where, where you guys are more sitting at, but yeah, where I was sitting at mo- a majority of them were like two and a half skulls or whatever rating they use over there. I think the name of this movie should have been death in the deep end. Oh, <laughs> question mark. Mm-hmm. 32 <laughs> death in the deep end colon 32 question mark. No, just get rid of that whole 32 thing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I just, it's they bring like, up for it to be in the title. It's, the virus the isn't even called virus 32. Like no, we don't learn not, anything about but, the virus. But they bring up 32, like at least four times. How, do we, in the movie. how does that guy even know that that well? She do, or he doesn't. It's Iris that figures it out. I thought he knew. No, he's she's looking at she all definitely the, knew. Yeah, she from was watching at, the footage. Yeah, watching oh the from footage. the footage. Okay. Goes, mm-hmm. Oh, it's exactly at this 32 seconds. Oh, the guy killed yeah, the honest, as a viewer. I didn't even really seconds. notice that they were like pausing for a minute. I thought he was praying over the cat when he killed it. That's what I thought he was doing. I thought he was just admiring his work. He was just like, Yeah, <sighs> fucking smash that thing. On like, another note, I've I feel the need to clarify. Oh, yeah, I feel good. No more. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, I do feel the need to clarify about my uh, my code, my policy about uh, children and babies dying. It's it's not just that. I also include children whose parents die or children going through any kind of like trauma that you have to be heartbroken for them in the movie because I don't want any confusion about this later. I don't want it to sound like I'm just adding shit on. So I'm just telling you now. This is my code, like kids whose parents die or kids who die and you see their parents grieving, like anything like that or children. There's a lot of movies that have that in there. I know. And we we mentioned you, Jacqueline. I don't know if that's mentioned one of those movies. I want to mention one of the movies right now, but I don't want to ruin. I don't want to either. There's a movie that entirely hinges on like both those fucking things that you mentioned. He did mention that. I know there's a lot of movies like that and I don't want to watch them. (laughs) I thought it was just roaches that you don't like. Ah, I'll still watch the movie, okay. but I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn away at that moment. But like, you can watch Child Death. You just you're gonna give it a ding on the fucking. What I mean, if I'd it really services rather, the plot I'd really, really rather, well? I'd really rather not Heidelberg, watch that. She's because, got a code, okay? Because That's it makes fine. me because Heidelberg. It makes me really, really sad, and it's like it makes it a really unpleasant viewing experience. That like because so, it but like me, Martyrs was not a fucking great viewing experience for me. You know, like, I'm not I, gonna, I, get I, don't, I have a code. That's fine. Well, we're developing it's the just, code. It's just my personal thing. I'm not imposing I, it on I anybody accept. else. I just feel like there's certain films that maybe if I don't know, there's certain stories that 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 type of plot device actually services the story where I don't know if maybe you should think twice about dinging it just for that. And that's, that's all I'm saying. I might I might argue on it. It depends it comes on down like to it how it's portrayed. Or, like if it's yeah. if it's a fact that's stated in the movie, like uh oh, i get it though i mean you know, I'm not like a- oh her child died six years ago and she's she's dealing like one character tells another character oh like don't talk I mean, about her son he died die, i can deal with die. like a reference but I, don't, I don't want to i don't want to like live through the the trauma and the grief with the character like i don't i don't want to see it dramatized right, so no and played out because it's going to make me so sad that i can't i just can't deal with it because i it just i can't help but like put my kids in place of that kid's character. Yeah. Understood. It just makes me too sad. Watch your just... review anyway. So if you want to ding it for that, then you ding it for that. Like some people can't watch movies where the dog dies or whatever. And I, I, I don't, I don't like enjoy that, it. but I can, but I can tolerate it. But like with a kid, I just can't. 
I'm just kicking back while you guys uh, argue about this, which is nice. I'm just thinking about the the, the films that we're going to review at some point where the, this is going to come into play. Like okay. there's a film coming up in a month that we're going to be reviewing soon. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm just You've already seen it. I, well, I don't even know which one you're talking about because I don't I'm remember not what's say coming what it in. is because it would well, spoil the movie. Okay. Well, when I look at the <laughs> schedule, I know I'll see it and I'll know what it is. And that's we might fine. have a little a little a little uh, argument when that happens. Okay, I'm looking well, forward to this. It's good for viewership. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying our argument right now? Everybody listening. Nah, I, mean, I hope you're I shouldn't argue it. It's, it's your opinion and it's your, it's your right to review your movies. It's just my point. personal thing that I don't like. Again, it's just natural for me to like butt up against that a little bit. So, I'm just I think people get that. There's certain things yeah. that you just really don't enjoy watching. I get it. So. He's stirring the pot. That's all he's doing. He's yeah, stirring the pot. I'm a good target for that because I always, <laughs> I will always take the bait. So uh, I can't refrain. So feel free to antagonize me. I'm the same way. My buttons are easily pressed. <laughs> I hate, yeah. I hate trolling when people oh. troll because I fall into it. So $1. Yeah. $1.5 million for a budget. So Jacqueline, it is your pick next week. What are we going to be reviewing next week, boys? It's something very special. Guess what's going to happen? What? Not sure. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. <laughs> Both the month and the movie May directed by Lucky McKee from, I believe, 2002. Mm-hmm. That's what we're watching. I know I it's already you- the month of May now, but yeah. this was my first pick for the month of May. So that's what we're going to. I'm look, so looking forward to that. I thought you were talking about in sync when you sang that. <laughs> well, in yes, sync music can be horrific, but it's not necessarily. Horror, just, I, I love Justin Timberlake. Horror adjacent. <laughs> yeah, he's very talented. I'm more of a JT fan than an in sync fan. I like JT alone. I yeah, like he's yeah. talented for sure. I'm an RB R&B guy, so I do like R&B. Yeah. I also the music in the movie Trolls was banger. Yeah. Yeah, the whole Trolls soundtrack, both Trolls movies, and he was like oh, the music you director. Trolls, the animated film, not Troll, the 80s. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, oh. the kids I was like, wait a Trolls minute. How movies. Is that, is that he, was like a, a, he was a, a voice character hunter, in, in both of those movies. Yeah, and I didn't he was, like, see those because I don't have the kids. Music... I don't oh, no, you should. It doesn't matter that you don't have kids. You should see both of them immediately. I'm not joking. Well, I'm going to ding it. At least one star <laughs> because it's a kid's film. And I don't. OK, I don't feel free. Hold on a second. Do whatever you want. I'm sorry, Jacqueline. I went exactly where Heidelberg went when you said trolls. I went troll too. I was like, yeah, I was like oh a horror podcast. I mean, that would make oh, sense like, given that this is a horror podcast, but um... I thought there was a fan made version that like spliced in JT's music <laughs> into the original troll soundtrack. I was like, I got to see this. Wasn't no, he no. too young for that movie or something? He wasn't yeah, the right. one in that movie, was he? It's not a Disney film. I'm talking about the DreamWorks films, Trolls I know, I know. and Trolls World Tour. They are outstanding right. films for Netflix, any age, right? old or young. I'll, I'll check them out I'll, on your behalf. Seriously, yeah. they're really good. Uh, and the I music is amazing. Thanks to I like animated stuff anyway. Admittedly, I went to Trolls too, like right my. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm changing my pick. Next week, we're watching Trolls, the animated film. <laughs> so actually, uh, right before the podcast, I finished watching May. I well, don't say anything. Say it all. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just. Save I have all. a. I have a lot to say. That film. We're going to have a lot to say about that film. Okay. How many times are we going to do that? It's going to be May. It's oh, be May. Get ready. There's going to be a lot of it. I think. Maybe. Perhaps. We'll do it a lot. <laughs> no, Mayhaps. I mean, there were a pretty good amount of puns in this episode, yeah. but next week. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it may happen. 
All right. And Hyderberg, I think you said that May was free on Tubi right now. Is that right? Yes, it is. It's on Tubi with ads. Cool, cool. And if you really hate ads and don't want to deal with them, you could also pay $3.99 to rent it on Amazon. But I think it's on like Pluto too, but who has Pluto? What Uh, is Pluto? Pluto's not a planet. It's not a planet. (laughs) No, it's not. It may not be a planet. It was. In my heart, it will live on as a planet. It may also or a may not be a planet. It, it may be a planet. <laughs> oh my god! Or may is going to catch on, not... John? Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm throwing it out there right now because we're going to do a lot of that. <laughs> I know it already. Mm. All right. So, All right. May next week, check it out. What year is that from? Two thousand and I believe it's two thousand and two. So uh, it's either 2002 or 2003, but I think it's 2002. 2002. So everybody watch that and meet us back here next week for our episode covering that. In the meantime, if you'd like to email us, ask us questions, give us your reviews of the movies we're watching, any old thing, you can email us at acutabovehorrorreview at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cutabovehorror. You can follow us on Instagram at acutabove.horror underscore review. Also, go check out Spoils of Horror on Instagram as well and check out their podcast. Just shout out to them again because it was a blast last week. Absolutely Mm -hmm. was. And you may follow us on Facebook, Cut Above, (laughs) Colin, Horror Review. Uh, We want to thank you guys so much for all the very, very nice reviews on iTunes. Uh, You can also leave us a comment of what we could do better with the show, what you like about the show. Thank you again for the five-star reviews on uh, Spotify and uh, wherever you listen to us uh, via your podcast. We appreciate you so very much. And um, may we get some more. And may the, oh. may the fourth. May we get some more. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll see you back here next week. And keep it creepy. It's going to be May. May.